Hey, Tommy from the Run Testers, and welcome to the Run Testers podcast. In this episode, we are going to be talking about lots of stuff, including the latest kit from shoes and watches to all of the training and racing that we've been doing over the past month. We'll also be talking about cushion shoes. So everything that you might need to know about cushion shoes from what exactly is a cushion shoe, what you might look for in a cushion shoe and some of the best cushion shoes that we've tested as well. Hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. <laughs> you started to be a bit more we exciting on? there. Was that to us? <laughs> what, that, were, yeah. what were you expecting from me? I don't know, you didn't fire the starting pistol. I, I was expecting something, yeah. Well, I was gonna, I'm going for a, a, a lower toned one this time, a bit of a calmer one. <laughs> Everyone's everyone's quite tired today because there's children involved and stuff like that. So uh, <laughs> try not try not to alarm you too much. So h- how are we all, how are we all doing then? Really well. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, that's the last bit of energy you'll be uh, using today. Yeah, uh, it was good. It was worth the gag, but I'm pretty pretty tired by that. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm a bit niggly with injuries and my Achilles and in general a bit annoyed about that but otherwise I'm fine I'm very well how are you guys <laughs> well let's let's start with you then Nick let's start we've well, sort of covered everything there but uh what's going on in the world of Nick's running oh I'm running I'm running I ran the last two days it's been fine but I just got an Achilles a bit of Achilles thing going on I just want to make sure it's nothing serious it doesn't actually hurt or anything yet but I think it's one of those things that if you let it go bad it goes really bad so I'm gonna go see physio and see what they say but yeah been running the last few days fine just plenty of ice afterwards uh, i'm not really training for anything too hard so I'm just gonna poodle about all summer what's andy saying but just being careful so i'm, I'm just doing small amounts fairly slow running okay nice. nothing mild nothing too bad <laughs> i mean luckily i don't have a problem is i go to the physio i watch your goal race i go i don't really care about the race but i do need to be running quite regularly for for a job for job and they'll see what they say to that but i don't know i think once they tell me the right kind of heel drops to do for the kind of achilles tendonitis i have i'll just do a thousand of those and i'll be fixed okay <laughs> yeah i've got a race a big race plan then no i've just got this ultra which i'm just planning to poodle around so you're right oh, i've got the orion club champs so i would i would like to win that <laughs> from from five mile jogs to uh your first yeah. ultra yeah yeah it's, it's ages away though, isn't it it's like summer and there's, there's no speed involved it's near my house. I can walk home if I need to. <laughs> All right. So, so from one end of the spectrum to the other, Kieran, you've been running quite a bit recently, haven't you? I've done a fair amount. Yeah. So I come back from my first comrades, which was a magic experience. It was uh, one of the hardest runs I've ever done. Like it's a, it's a very unique kind of race where it's it's kind of an ultra in terms of the elevation and the distance, but everyone goes at it with a mentality of like a road marathon. So it's it's some weird place in between. Like I'm used to doing ultras where you walk on the trails and eat snacks. And this is all, you know, it's basically people turn up like they're going to go and run a marathon mm. and attack it in the same way. And uh, yeah, the last, it's 55 miles. The last 30 kilometers of it is is very steep downhill. And you basically spend, I spent you know, at least two hours praying for the downhills to somehow come to an end. You think at some point in Durban, someone has put a flat road into this city and, uh, it just never comes. It never comes. You end the last the last four hundred meters around the cricket pitch where you finish is flat, and it's mercifully so. But yeah, that was a, it's a brilliant race. I recommend it to anyone. It's absolutely the atmosphere is it's like the um, the Tower Bridge, but for fifty five miles in terms of the the noise and it's just this mad explosion of celebration of running. So yeah, go and do it. Road runners, go and do it. But what did you? I can I, I never get my head around the the weird classification of what times you get. They all have different names, don't they, the time slots? 
Yeah, so I got a Bill Rowan, which is for sub nine hours for the 55 okay. miles. Um, I am, yeah, I was no way in any kind of shape to get the next one down would have been a silver medal and you have to go sub seven and a half. Right. So I was, yeah, did 8.48, which I was really happy with and uh, yeah, crawled into a little recovery ball on the cricket pitch at the end for a bit. <laughs> was there a lot of people doing that? <laughs> was, uh, was, there were some people in trouble. Um, mm-hmm. And there was one guy, the, the, the thing about the comrades at 12 hours is the cutoff, right? So you enter the stadium, you have to get to the finish line. They just, they link arms, come across and close the finish line. One guy came in after the gun had gone, probably about by 10 minutes. He got onto the cricket pitch and then was holding himself up. His legs weren't working. He was basically pulling himself along sideways around this. So people get into some some big messes, but yeah, he made it. He was going to finish the distance, even though he wasn't allowed to cross the finish line. Mm. But, oh, yeah, you'd probably feel you had to, would you? If you <laughs> It'd be so harsh to get that far and then not to yeah not to finish yeah, yeah. it. And yeah, there's lots and lots of people out there as well who who came and said hello, which was which magic. I I didn't realise, but the run testers is pretty big in South Africa apparently. Is it? <laughs> yeah, mm. we yeah there was there was there was lots of lots of people whilst I'm running along. People came over and said hello. It was, um, it yeah, was great. All positive. Not moaning at you about some review or something. <laughs> well, one one guy one guy had completely ignored the shoes that we rec- I recommended and gone for something different. But yeah, that's fine. <laughs> what did, what did you recommend? Sense. Something uh, Lululemon yeah. Blissfield or something? Yeah, no, no, I went for something. Yeah, went for the old uh, Socony and Dolphin Elite, but I think he chose the Adidas Primex Strung. Mm. Um, okay, it worked. Okay. Me, but... And then my next in my future, I'm going to go and I I met somebody on that race um, who had done the Berlin 100 miler a load of times, follows the Berlin Wall. So I'll close out by saying that's my next race in mid August. I'm going to be going and doing my second 100 miler. Was oh, that is that a race or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw you post that the route, and I didn't know if that was some sort of like just just a standard route that people go run. I didn't realise it was actual race. Yeah, it's like uh, it follows it follows the uh, the Berlin Wall, so the route of the Berlin um, Wall. So we'll go. Very nice. See. Yeah, should be um should be some more suffering in my near future. So nice, Mike. You're back. You're back running now, aren't you? Finally, I'm doing races. I'm doing races again. Now me and I've Nick are two, out of action. You're coming back in. On, I've on done this. two races. I've got another race. It's been great. I mean, yeah. I mean, not. 100% but I do I'm feeling a lot better I have been, I mean uh, myself and Nick did the um, Lee Valley Valley Park race which was a hot one mm. um, we did a 10k and I mean it was hot hard but it's just been good to be out there I went out and I did Batsy the run through Batsy Park 5k last week messed that up didn't you Mike? Uh, messed that up big time and did 2001 what a <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, in the Vaporfly 3 that was my first race in the Vaporfly I absolutely loved them is that your so first the, race in any Vaporfly in any Vaporfly wow in any Vaporfly. so and it's I it's a 1201 that's a 2001 it's upsetting and then I've got I've got the ASICS 10k coming up and I'm going to be doing that in the Magic Speed 3 which I am looking forward to because I did really like the Magic Speed 2 um, and I obviously it's kind of uh, kind of this new kind of breed of trained you know super trainers that you know we'll hear more about on the channel and yeah it's true i'm looking forward to kind of you know doing some quicker stuff in so yeah back racing i haven't got anything uh, particularly in line i think i'll probably will be doing the big half later in the year but as i said just enjoying be able to get out there not feel like i'm hurting or struggling to get through runs at the moment so that's a big plus for me uh, at the moment <laughs> nice well i did the big half so if, if things are carried on as they are you'll probably uh yeah. The victor there. You, are you know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm in Berlin. I said this the last, 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 last two podcasts. I was trying to get to Berlin. I got into Berlin by pure chance. 
Yeah. <laughs> entered a entered a competition ballot and got in. So Yeah, that's amazing. Meant really to be. Good. Yeah. So looking forward to that. You start doing some training, mate. I'm trying to. <laughs> trying to. I can only do uh 5k runs at the moment at like uh well it's taking about 30 minutes to do 5ks at the moment so i'm not really uh the car honestly the, the asics carno could not have arrived at a better time for me and tom we're loving it <laughs> it's big cushy stable wide shoe we're pootling around our 30 40 minute runs having a great time beautiful isn't it beautiful <laughs> listening to some slow audio book yeah, yeah, yeah it's all about I'm not doing anything else. I went out today and I turned up and my mate, my running buddy had turned up. I went, we're just doing like five miles easy. I'm just going to see how it is. And it was fine. He went, the endorphin speed. I went, you've got to stop doing this. He keeps expecting me to like, go, oh, let's go, liven up. I go, I'm in the Kayano, mate. Very much the pace is set. <laughs> Sit back, relax, enjoy yeah, yourself. Yeah. It's Although, so honest, wide. Never enjoyed the previous ones, but actually enjoying this one. Loving, loving it. Loving the Kayano yeah, so very- far. Sort of a sort of semi, bit like uh, the, the the Nimbus, isn't it? It's it's like a yeah, but even bigger. Stable... It, I, I looked it at it from bigger? the bottom. The, the width of the shoe is remarkable. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you cannot fall over in it, can you? No, you, you try. You could really try to fall over. You can't. You can cross rivers on it. It's so wide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've got our first run of that up, and we'll be doing a full. Well, we'll probably get around to the first full review of that pretty soon, based on the fact that's all we're going to be running in. We've got two hundred more review by the end of the month because yeah, I'm not using anything else. Nice. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, uh, we're not doing uh, running facts this week because uh, I didn't have time to find any running facts. So we're going to dip back into the popular backup, which is celebrity marathon times. Hey. <laughs> I know you like. I know you like these ones. I thought that was so, a one-off for the London Marathon. I didn't realize that would ever come back. Well, I've dived into the the history of celebrity runners, and nice. so I've tried to find some ones that we actually know. Okay, uh, that aren't just. Towie from the twenty from the twenties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So this this is the, the first one. This is a good one. Oh, I see. It's the running shoe quiz. Brian Cranston. Oh. When Chris. when did he do it? Because he's he's old. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they. Oh, nineteen eighty five. Oh, okay. So I reckon he was really quick. I reckon he's like a fast two fifty one runner. Three twenty. Two forty five. It's exactly three twenty forty five. Well, not exactly, oh. but yes, nice work, Mike. Big fan of Brian Cranston there. Yeah. Not a bad time, though. No, a good time. time. You always feel that when they when it's like young out to go, oh, yeah, he had a history of running. You know, Johnny Vegas was like a 800-meter and 1,500-meter runner. What? Yeah, yeah, like a really good one. And he's, his exact quote was, my athletics career came to an end when they opened McDonald's in St. Helens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, there's a lot of running kit news going on at the moment. We've been testing a lot. It seems to be a massive influx of new things popping up. New season launches, yeah. Mm, yeah. Some interesting ones. So let's dive into this long list that I've got here. One of the big things that we've been testing this month or last month, and we've got loads of videos up to show it, is uh, the latest Garmin tech. <laughs> so much Garmin. There's so much Garmin. I'm not sure we can do so any more Garmin. So much chat. Garmin. <laughs> <laughs> Epic a lot Phoenix. Of Garmin. Good watches. Yeah. Probably mm. probably wouldn't rush to get one because the older models are very, also very good watches. But Well, I did rush to get one. You did? Yeah, Tom rushed and <laughs> bought did. himself a Phoenix. I think because your mate was like, mocking you, as far as I could tell. Uh, well, basically, my mate Ollie bought one and he started sending me screen grabs and stuff of the stats that he got of it that I didn't get on my Phoenix 6. <laughs> so uh, I, I was getting increasingly jealous of these things because I do like to get competitive with him. And I wanted to make sure that I was still ahead of him with endurance score and hill score. Right, I see. Very <laughs> yeah. smart, yeah. 
very yeah. good. I thought you only got it for the flashlight, Tom, because that's all you were you talking what, about. I'll tell you what, that flashlight has, has been fantastic. <laughs> I'm amazed you've got the lights on in your house right now. I assumed you'd be doing this by flashlight. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want to... It's on the wanna... strobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been, I've, I've, I use it at least once a day, wandering around to the toilet in the middle of the night, that sort of thing. That's not I mean, bad. It's quite bright. I mean, I've woken up my girlfriend a few times by flashing in the face by accident. <laughs> accident. Showing off his flashlight. <laughs> so, I... so, that's the, so, that, so we've got loads of videos up on that. Don't have to go through those. I'd say the much. biggest thing about it is the larger Epix Pro, which I think yeah. is signaling the direction we're going to see, which is just AMOLED watches getting better battery life and better and better and better until you don't have to make a big trade-off to get that screen. And then we'll see how Garmin positions the range after that, really. Are we expecting yeah, really all watches to, to be AMOLED? I think, I think it'll be, they'll really focus a lot more on AMOLED. Once they get it to like yeah, a couple of weeks, I think they'll, they'll do that, which hopefully means you can get memory and pixel watches with an insane battery life for quite good value. That would be a good step for everyone. Yeah. Mm, okay. Kiro, did you run in, in, which watch did you run Comrade in? Uh, I, which three watches? Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I, I used, uh, I actually used the Phoenix 7 Pro, the Enduro 2, and the Apple Watch Ultra. Blimey, that must um, be weighing you down. <laughs> yeah, well, and I didn't, yeah, I did, actually, I ran entirely on feel as well, so I didn't actually look at most of the way, I didn't look at any of them. <laughs> so, um, but just to see the stats, and I wanted to do a test of the battery life, so I've actually got a vid planned on doing the comparisons of all of those three for that race coming up at some point soon. Well, that's probably a good, good test for it. All right, next one I've got on my list is, I'm not sure, I know, Mike, you're getting this, the Ultra Human, is it the Air Ring? Yeah, ultra human airing. I've well, I've just got the sizing kit, so um, almost lost the sizing kit at the weekend. The one that I was trying on. Was just, How did um, you do that? Find it. <laughs> I don't know. No it's idea how, kit. but man, managed to find. Managed. No, the actual ring that I chose oh, and I've right. been wearing to test out. But it's another ring that obviously wants to compete with Aura. I think it's sleep is the real, real thing they're pushing here. It being massively thinner than the um, kind of Aura and Circular, which is another ring that I've been testing recently that I haven't had a great experience with. And actually have to kind of send back but it's um yeah i mean obviously what i think you know the fact this isn't their first ring but it's it'd be interesting to see if they can really kind of compete because there it is growing as a as an area i think you know we've all kind of experienced using the aura i think from a it's not a perfect thing i think there's definitely some element elements of it that work really well and i still use it you know regularly but I think from a kind of fitness perspective, it's still probably a form factor that still probably needs a lot of work in terms of what it can deliver and how it can deliver that information. But I mean, yeah, you've 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 got it, haven't you? You've I've got that on now. It, yeah, yeah. Are you finding it? Uh, well, it's the first time in my life I've ever worn a ring, so I've, <laughs> I'm struggling with having a ring on my hand. I'm constantly sort of taking it off and stuff. Find it a bit distracting, and I'm also finding there's there's problems you have when you wear a ring that you don't have when you don't wear a ring. Like when you're, a, I catch it on a lot of stuff that I don't normally. Don't let me catch hands on things. Index finger <laughs> ring is a bit more annoying than a, a ring finger ring. Yeah, as well. right. Yeah. So, Which but I, I, I find it interesting. It's um, yeah, I'm starting to get my head around why I would why I'd use it other than using my watch at the moment. But yeah, um, well, I'm not I'm not delved into the stats yet and see how it all compares and stuff like that. I get a lot of notifications about it telling me to get up and go for a walk and do a stretch. <laughs> and <stuff like> that. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll, I'll be doing a first look at that very soon and then when mike you get yours we'll be delving in deep because i never tried the aura ring so um interested to see how they compare okay what's well, sunto vertical, sunto what vertical. With this? a good a good sunto a gunto a good sunto. yeah a gunto yeah there you go it i mean it's taken some time i always thought you know this is the this is the watch i thought the sunto nine peak and nine how many other versions they had of that watch <laughs> yeah. was going to be but it's like this is this is fine. It finally feels like Sinto's got his act together. It's not perfect. It's absolutely not perfect. But there's some real 
big positives that I really wasn't kind of expecting to see from this watch. And I think, Nick, you were pretty much consistent in terms of your experience as well. I think from a core tracking experience, I think battery life, you know, the fact you're getting maps on there as well, and the maps are pretty good. And I think, I think the software for me kind of holds things back a little bit slightly, but I think you know, in ter- the good definitely outweighs the bad in terms of what you're getting here in this watch. And this is a massive step forward, I think, for Cinto in terms of what they delivered here. Yeah, I feel like they really, they didn't, basically they did the, the wise thing of not going, we need to catch up with everything at once on Garmin and everyone yeah. else. We're going to focus on a few areas and they basically nailed all those areas. The battery life is brilliant. It's right up there, especially in multiband mode. Multiband GPS is very good. It's very accurate GPS. Yeah. The screen is brighter because Sunto had this awful problem with their screens just basically being <laughs> not visible. And that is a really good screen. And uh, then the maps. Yeah, the maps are really nice maps. They're, you know, they're not as smart as Garmin's maps. Isn't that, they don't know where you are. You're basically laying trails over a map rather than Garmin maps know where you are so they can route from there. They know which trail you're on. But obviously Garmin's got that massive background in satnavs and stuff that helps on that front. But yeah, the problem remains with this watch that it's that Garmin exists and they're so like good at this end of the market. But I think Coros and Polar have had a bit of a free ride away from Sunto for a while, I think I'd immediately place the vertical ahead of most chorus and all chorus and polar watches. I think I really like it. So yeah, yeah it's a big step forward for Sunto. Hopefully that's the sign of things to come. Have we already got a first run up so far, haven't we? No, full hey, review. Full review. Should watch that, Tom. Should watch all of our stuff. <laughs> Too busy with my five Ks. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh Cloud Boom Echo Three. Kieran, did you did you did this video, didn't you? Oh, I can't, in, in the I edited the review all in, in all of them though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the head to heads. I mean there's there's so many videos head to heads of all the shoes recently. So. Wasn't that popular, was it? I'm a bit surprised by that. The the views. Yeah. I think yeah. that always yeah. happens with on. I think on's always a slow burner, and then you look at it in like two months, you're like, wow, okay, where'd that come from? I thought, I don't know. I I feel like it made me a little bit. I was talking to Tom about this. They had a lot of goodwill on, and I worry that maybe they've lost a little bit over the last two, three years by making the same Mm. shoe over and over again. (laughs) But now they're making some really good shoes. Yeah. Maybe it's not done well because it hasn't got any clouds in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. People People just want clouds. People do want the clouds. That is true. They could have called it a cloud plate. I think that might have um, turned it right around. Well, but the headline is a good shoe. We all liked it, yeah. That was that's the yeah. the big headline on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, yeah. I did a sorry, I did a marathon. I ran actually a marathon on the weekend in it just to test it. Not very fast, basically like four and a half. And um, yeah, my only my only thing having now gone that in that for that many hours on feet, it does start to feel a little bit firm towards the end. Which you know, I've moaned on a lot about how Vaporfly Three is a bit softer, but by the end of that run, I was wanting a bit of the Vaporfly softness. Well, that's the only problem I had, I think, with the on was more the other way, was that I couldn't really get the plate until I ran fast. I felt like I was just skipping mm. off the top of that foam if I was running slowly in it, and it was fine. But when I ran fast, it felt very different and better. Yeah, But it's quite dense, quite dense foam, I'd say. Yeah, it's good. On and Hocker, then, I think we can chalk up as have caught up this year in yeah. carbon shoes. So who's still not caught up? Is there anyone? Brooks. 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 <laughs> yeah. oh, a lot of work I, to do there. Hyperion Elite 3, which I'd say is slightly worse than most of the plated trainers we've been testing lately, let alone the carbon shoes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then from Clavium Echo 3 to another ex- uh, interesting new shoe, the uh, Hocker Mac X shoe we've all been testing. This was, what are uh, our thoughts on that? I found it, I'm not going to lie, I thought this was going to be the best shoe of all time. I thought it was going to be a cross of the Mac <laughs> and the, the Mac 5 and the Endorphin Speed 3, and in the end I found it. Uh, probably I think I prefer both the Mac 5 and the Endorphin Speed 3 to it. Mm. Just, I, I mm-hmm. didn't really have it at speed for me, and it's meant to be, you know, it's it's great for mooching around, but you're not going to spend that money on a mooching around shoe when the Mac 5 already exists. So, How, yeah. how much is it? 180 years or something like that? 160. Uh, I, didn't, I just didn't think it was very good at speed, and it's 
just such a big shoe. Mm. So I, I, I really liked it. Like I, I think, yeah, maybe not. I don't know about kind of at speed, but as a shoe, you can just put on and it'll eat up most of what I kind of do. It was, it was bang on for me. Comfortable from the off. Yeah, I think it's got good versatility. I think its problem is that there's not enough of a difference between it and the Mac Five. But I, if no other shoes existed, like I popped it on and it was, I found it did everything that I wanted it to do really well. <laughs> like I think it's light. I think it's, it's um, it's agile. I thought it was lively, but yeah. I mean, I'm not moving. I, I haven't necessarily put it through lots of super mm. super fast stuff, but. I think it's a solid shoe. I think it's fine. I think there's just a problem at the moment. Like every shoe that gets released, unless it is in some way amazing or you know it's different than every other shoe you just go hmm. yeah i've tried this it's like it's not that this... way, which is difficult to review shoes when uh you go it's it's fine it's well this area of the market is now i think where all the best shoes are this plated i think the best hmm. shoes for going are the most versatile the most interesting and it's more and more competitive but the speed three is still already there and still better than everything yeah. i've tried so far in this area and i think it's you've got to try and Look at what they've done. Well, actually, I did prefer the Magic Speed Two just on fit, but I know a lot of people don't like it anywhere near as much as the Speed Three. So it's, yeah, it's a tricky one uh, to just come out. But I don't know. We just, yeah, I just found it a bit of a, a slight, tiny bit disappointing compared to what I was expecting. And again, like, I really did like it. Like you say, from mooching around, it was a very stable shoe and big shoe. But mm. just think, if I'm going to go mooching around, I'll I'll buy a you know a hundred quid shoe for that. And uh, yeah. I was, I was disappointed, especially as it looks so good. <laughs> you were very excited about the look. <laughs> I, I was oh, talking yeah. a lot about the look, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I got myself what? overexcited. Another marathon time? Oh, yeah, please. Oh, I see. It's the running shoe quiz. Okay, Alanis Morissette. Oh. Let's find out when she did it. Sometimes they don't tell me when they did it. You're talking to them directly? 2010. 2010, New York City Marathon. Okay, okay, okay. I have Four no idea 13. what happened. How how old is Alanis Morissette anyway? She that's she's she old, she was older then. Dinner. Jagged yeah. Little Pill was what nineteen ninety six. Yeah. How old is she then? <laughs> <laughs> we'll work from there. Uh, four thirty. I'm going four. I'm going four hours thirteen. I just want to say a time that means I can make a joke about it being ironic. So I'm just trying to think what time that would yeah, be. Yeah, I knew you were thinking. Um, <laughs> you can't do that now. I would say yeah. I think she probably did it chilled, real chilled, four fifty six. <laughs> You're all way off. Oh. She got a three three four twenty-eight. Woo! Really wow. good. Wow. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. So she really I mean, went not, for it. I'm getting these off a web page, so I've not I've not actually been and verified all these. There could be, there could be a... I'm gonna make a website yeah. of celebrity times to try and catch Tom. <laughs> these could be all complete lies. Um but if it isn't indeed true, that's pretty impressive. That's ridiculously good. Yeah. Mm. A little cool. bit ironic. Okay. No, definitely not. Right, so from kit on to news. But I suppose the first thing, I went to Annecy mm. last week with the North Face. Interesting trip. Wow. It was oh, pretty yeah. good, but it, no, it was very interesting though. So they, the whole point of the trip was to uh, see how athletes train in Annecy because a lot of athletes get sent over there to, to do some training. But also they, they sent us to this recovery centre um, recovery and training center where they basically teach athletes how to recover but they also did some really cool stuff which was like proprioception and things like that so you know speed balance all those sorts of things i think they did stuff with a lot of f1 drivers and obviously f1 drivers if you can increase their perception of what's going on in front of them by a few milliseconds then they get faster really interesting how they do it but how they do it with their trails and stuff but we also went to an agency that designs the shoes for the north face 
and they took us through how they how they design their shoes. Nice. You get yourself a personalized shoe? No. <laughs> Fair enough. No. Absolute waste of time. It looks <laughs> pretty glorious, the weather and the conditions and the trails you're on. It was very good. Not not very good for an injured person. Yeah. Hobbling, well, you did, hobbling sure you down did every hill. single run, grimacing <laughs> yeah, through it. <laughs> yeah, well, there was one run, the, the last run, uh, I went the wrong way and I ended up on a road for two two miles. <laughs> And and I loved it. It was very nice. Just ran around the lake, but everyone else was like, "Oh no, we're going back up in the hills." So um, yeah, but very good, very very interesting stuff. So I think I'm probably going to get the one of the designers on from the agency who works on running shoes to come and talk on the podcast about how they go about that process. Some very interesting things I learned. How what the thoughts go into when they design their shoes, especially because it's from an agency as well. So um, obviously they're not the brand talking to me about it. It's an agency. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, other running news. The big news this week is oh, Park Run. Pull one out for Badders. <laughs> pull one out for poor old Badders. His record's been pinched from him by a team of pros in super shoes. Doesn't count, does it? <laughs> Badders was on grass. He just had my coach cycling in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course he was on grass, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. What, was he, what was he running in? I don't know, some old flats. I mean, he was, when Andy Badley set the Park Run record, he, uh, it was just after the Olympics. Uh, and he'd gone out earlier than he expected, basically. So to pick him up from disappointment, my his coach, who is now my coach, coaches some, you know, does, doesn't just coach elites anymore. Yeah, just took him to Bushy Park, and he just set the record. And it is amazing that you think of the standard of a few athletes have had a go at this in super shoes and like Dodditch Park, you know, a flat tarmac run. I haven't beaten it, but yeah, Andy Butchart, who is a pro Olympian, well, I don't, he is Olympian, I think, a five k runner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with his uh, New Balance super shoes on, finally took him down by four seconds. I know, I know uh, uh, Andy did a video on uh, the podcast where they talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. He was like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm over it. I'm definitely not over it. Yeah. <laughs> they get the new Andy on to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be quite yeah. nice if we talk, people now just talk a bit more about what an amazing career Andy had as a professional athlete <laughs> rather than his park run. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, not. absolutely not. No, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the only other bit of news I think that's been floating about is Courtney DeWalter. She, she won Western States, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. Tom Evans, mate. Yeah. Tom Evans of this podcast. Oh, Tom Evans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, friend of the podcast. Friend of the, was that before we met Western States he spoke to us last year? No, UTMB he spoke to us before. UTMB, yeah. yeah. Day before, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Courtney Dorr broke the record, so that's fair enough. Smashed the record. Yeah. I mean, and not just smashed the record, but that's, you know, for actually finishing sixth place over, overall as well. 15 hours and 29 minutes is uh, just an incredible, incredible run on top of now holding the UTMB record and holding the Hard Rock 100 record and just looking like <laughs> could basically go out and just eat any records that she wants. It's like, it's next level. not a bad runner, is she? But... Handy. Yeah. yeah. See her park run first though, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's where it all counts, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's what well, we care about over here. Other interesting thing was that like the podium on the men's side was locked out by Adidas and Nike, who... Having you know not done so much on the trail side, their super shoes looking yeah. out Western States podium is a uh, interesting to me. Although I'm not sure the uh, Nike shoe on specs is going to be designed for many ultras aside from potentially Western States because quite quite that kind of terrain focused, isn't it? Mm. Quite specific. <laughs> cool. All right, then one final uh, celebrity then before we move on to uh, the chat. Oh, I see. It's the running shoe quiz. Uh, so, oh, uh, you might not know who that is. Let's find. I think we've done George W. Bush. We Ryan have. Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Is this Van Wilder era Reynolds or is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is 2008. Uh, oh, two guys, two guys going pizza. No. That era. <laughs> yeah. 
So he's going either way because he could be really fit, really go for it, but he also could be messing about, can he? Because he's a silly guy sometimes. He's a bit silly. I reckon serious. Three fifteen. I reckon he takes it seriously. I reckon mm. four hours. Just thinking, I could have used "you ought to know" for the pun on Alanis Morissette before. Maybe we'll go back and <laughs> do that a bit at some point. But anyway, absolutely um, not. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, the Green Hornet, not the Hornet, what was it? What was it? Green Lantern. He did it. Green Lantern. Deadpool. Deadpool. Two, I'm giving, I'm giving it two fifty-seven. You way off, Mike. Mike was the closest. Mike's very good at this. <laughs> I reckon I might, Mike sits uh, the beat in these. I reckon he, Mike, made, Mike made the website. Mike done a bit <laughs> it was it was three fifty twenty two. Okay, yeah, I think you find it's, it's funny you find this with a lot of um, these sort of celebrities where they can be quite deceptive. You look at somebody like Ryan Reynolds, you know he's got trainers. He's obviously done lots of stuff where he's absolutely ripped, but doesn't run. seem to get trainers for. Marathons. That's just to prance around in a film, though. Exactly, yeah. You lose all that body weight if you run around. <laughs> yeah. We should get. We should have this as a fixed leaderboard, Tom, on our website, so we can keep track of this over time. Like, uh, what was it? Top Gear used to do. Star in a car. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm docking your points for every time you make a crap joke. <laughs> I, don't have any, I don't have any points as it is. Can't dock them. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, more of those in a bit. Okay, so cushioned shoes. We've do, we're doing quite a few um, videos around different types of shoes at the moment. Cushioned shoes is one that uh, obviously is very close to my heart, but is, is quite a tricky area nowadays because there's lots of different types of cushioned shoes. And when people ask what, what cushioned shoes should they buy, it's a bit of a minefield, really. So what we're going to do here is talk through the types of cushioned shoes, what you should expect from a cushioned shoe, what people are looking for in cushioned shoes. Uh, so let's start with a nice, easy one. How Nick, you could do this one because you, you're quite good at classifying these things. How do we classify cushioned <laughs> shoes at the run testers? Uh, I think, well, you can't just go on stack height because most race shoes have the highest stack heights these days. But stack height's an indicator. Usually, they're quite a lot of cushioning in the midsole, well over thirty millimeters often, and it's more really about the design being geared for easy long runs, daily training, that kind of thing. They've not got very aggressive setups. Really, you know, there's no plates in the midsole. There's no very springy foams or really wild forefoot rockers or anything like that they're geared for easy runs to protect the legs probably first and foremost and just be comfortable and enjoyable just for yeah mooching around at your daily training paces rather than being speed focused that's good because a lot of people i mean most there's a lot of shoes out now that are are, are like race shoes and stuff that you would quite easily class as cushion shoes yeah. Um, but when we talk about it, we're really talking about the, the, the core use of them. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In a rotation, they'd be a shoe that you'd pair with faster shoes if you were having more than one shoe. Okay. Mike, max cushion shoes. So we've got cushion shoes. Now we've got max cushion shoes. It's a it's a buzz phrase at the moment. Everyone, everyone wants a max cushion shoe. But what would you say is different about a max cushion shoe to a normal cushion shoe? I think, you know, for me, I think the max cushion shoe is a shoe that's really kind of separating that space between, you know, and basic from the ground and creating a bigger stack in between those two things and it's a shoe that i think we've seen that it's, it's emerged as a shoe that it's something that you would want to use for kind of longer kind of easy runs really kind of protecting your foot in a really you know strong way and i mean there is plenty of debate still about how well you know they are versed in terms of doing that but you know we are seeing a lot pretty much all brands kind of offering a max cushion shoe option now 
They just seem to be getting bigger all the time. Yeah, the way I look at it is like you think about the classic, even at the start of our channel, the main cushion shoes, the most comfortable shoes we'd ever talk about were things like the Brooks Glycerin and Socoli Triumph. And now those are almost cushion daily trainers and uh, Max cushion shoes have come in as a whole level above them. Yes. And I suppose obviously there's a lot to do with the foam as well in them. So a Max cushion shoe can have a very different focus depending on what, what, what type of foam they've got in there. Kieran, I'm going to put you on the spot here with this one because I know you're not a massive fan of cushion shoes a lot of the time. <laughs> this is probably going to be a trickier question for you to answer, but what, what would you say are the main benefits of wearing cushioned shoes? Right. I mean, and th- this is a bit of a hot topic as well. It's a, it's a much kind of debated thing. But I think when people think about Max Cushion Shoes, often they're thinking about, okay, I've got something that's going to bring me nice comfort. It's going to sort of soak up some lumps and bumps from underfoot. So you're thinking about debris and stones and all that kind of stuff that, you know, it basically takes away some of the, the stuff that's on the road, but also softening the impact. There's a lot of kind of science around this and some of it doesn't agree, or in fact, most of it doesn't agree. There's actually been recent studies that sort of suggest that the opposite is true, that max cushion shoes or big cushion shoes actually increase the force impact. So it's a, it's a bit of a difficult one because I know, know most people probably put them on and think I'm going to use these so that I can reduce the, the impact on my joints. Uh, they're going to make the less fatigue for the muscles all of those things, but I don't, I'm not entirely sure that the science kind of backs that up, but that's one of the benefits that people would be looking for. I think there's also an argument for some of them that they, and this will all depend on what the foam is and, you know, what the geometry is, but they boost stability as well. So some of the big kind of max cushion shoes have a wider base. Uh, many of them actually, I think have gone, you know, sort of Hoka kind of led the way with this, but they sit with a, they've got like a bucket kind of seat foot placement. So you sit a bit lower in the bed as well. So you've got higher walls that come up around that can, enhance those feelings of stability as well yeah so i think you know you've got more stable wider than average base soak up lumps and bumps and then there's that idea that they're supposed to kind of soak up from the cushioning and i think the overarching thing as well is some people kind of like a heavier shoe perhaps that slow them down by force when they're going to do their recovery runs i'm kind of the opposite i i don't really like to feel like i'm working harder by having to lift my feet on a soft sort of cushioned shoe for my recovery runs i'm happy to do them in in kind of regular shoes but i think those for me are the four or five main benefits that people look for anyone else get any uh, any other ones i think oh. maybe durability might yeah, be, might be one as well yeah you know durability a shoe that maybe you look to and say well look this is the one shoe that i'm going to get i know these are the kind of runs i'm going to do and i really want it to cover a lot of my mileage and i think that would for me that would be a thing that i would kind of look to from a cushion shoe that it's going to be able to absorb a lot of running time and what you know if it's one shoe that you're going to choose to get i think i worry about wonder about sometimes is whether just because we are none of us like outstandingly fit really but we're all fairly lightweight and maybe if you're a bit of slightly heavier you get a bit more joy from those midsoles compared to the slightly lower stack ones that maybe bottomed out a bit for runners in the past and maybe that doesn't happen with the max cushion shoes but got nothing to really bear that out it's just a hunch <laughs> yeah yeah I think, I think it's one of those things that makes it, this is where it all sort of comes in because, you know, different runners putting different levels of force through every single shoe. And we'll all have our own kind of unique amounts of force that are going down and how that interacts with the ground and, and the density of the foams and what they do. You know, we probably all need our own kind of unique setup in an ideal world. But And it's why essentially on some of the videos will have very different experiences and you can have comments from run tester viewers who will say, how on earth do you find that about that shoe or... Nova Blast is one that springs to mind for me that people, some people love and I can't get on with, but 
Well, we get a yeah, lot of stick because none of us really like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is a big, you know, big stack of cushioning. To me, it feels very soft, but I think to other people, it feels it, it feels very kind of springy. But I found it felt I, amazing I, first run, but then really dense. <laughs> so dense. Yeah, yeah. yeah same. Dense. The other, shoe. I think, there's another important thing to say that not all big cushion shoes are necessarily pillowy soft either. So you can have firm cushion shoes as well, mm. just to make it even more complicated. Now, particularly kind of look at some of the ultras and those kind of things. Also, when you come to the max cushion shoes, I think many of them will, when they've got the higher stacks, will start to kind of introduce the rocker as well um, mm-hmm. to help with that. But so there's, there's there's a lot going on. I mean, I yeah, I think it's it's, it's quite a complicated one to, to nail down. Yeah, I, I think that if you are not a run tester and you don't have loads of different shoes and you're constantly running in all these different cushion shoes i think if, if you're new to running or you maybe you've only ever ran in one type of cushion shoe your understanding of the different foams and stuff in cushion shoes is is quite limited mm. so it's so if you're a buyer if you're going out to buy a cushion shoe it's very very difficult to sort of look at a shoe and go that's the one i want because ultimately you've got to try them all really it's a bit different i think with speed shoes because you, you know you can sort of see what they're designed for you can see you know people winning races in them and stuff like that so there's a little bit more guidance in terms of which are the best ones but when it comes to cushioning i've got you know about 10 different cushion shoes that i like wearing but all for different reasons yeah it's very difficult to choose which one to buy it is getting really complicated now with the fact that because foams are so lightweight lots of speed shoes are now putting massive stacks on not just the racing shoes like these the super trainer area we're talking about we're all testing a shoe right now which probably can't talk about yet but just a massive stack fast shoe the asic super blast i've just got in it feels absolutely incredible on the foot can't wait to run in it but you'd look at that if you weren't you know that into running and go, oh that's a really good cushion shoe and actually it's really lightweight kind of do everything shoe it's not really a traditional cushion shoe but it's got what, 45 millimeter stack height something like that yeah. so everything yeah. is a bit everything's messy because foams are so light now i i when i did that the first review of the super blast i got so many comments going it's not a tempo shoe. It's not this sort of shoe. And <laughs> yeah. somebody's saying it's just a cushion daily shoe and all these sorts of things. And uh, nobody seemed to know exactly what that shoe was for. I see, Even now, I'm still like not 100% sure the best use for it. You can use it as a, just a daily cushion shoe, a slow cushion, a slow run shoe. Um, it feels like a shoe so that's come around and has become a massive sleep hit. A bit like the original Nova Blast that ASICs didn't really push and it became incredibly popular. I feel yeah. like the Super Blast is, I mean, it's really expensive, so that will stop it doing that. But it does feel like a lot of people are just using it for everything. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing... How you get on with it? I cannot wait. I've just been walking around in it at all times. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So move it, uh, carrying on with that. So if you're a runner and you're maybe you haven't tried lots of cushion shoes and you're, you're fairly new to it, what are people looking for in a cushion shoe? We talked about this a little bit earlier, but you go into a shop, like trying on some shoes. What what are the sort of things that people are going to be, be trying out to find? I don't know. I feel like if I was new, I'd st- I was just biased by my own experience, but I still, if I was looking at a cushion shoe, I would still not be going for a max cushion shoe from the off because I think it is quite a different thing. I I always talk to people, go in first shoes, I'd look at the Saucony Triumph, the Brooks Glycerin, the Brooks Ghost, and just get a really dependable shoe that works quite well for lots of people, is reasonably cushioned, but actually is still then able to do a lot of different runs. As a new runner, you don't really know what kind of runner you're going to be. And so I, I, yeah, I, I struggled to the idea that first shoe out of the box would be a max cushion shoe, but maybe I'm just being a bit old fashioned. And again, I, I think there's this research that sort of backs that up, which is a similar argument as kind of barefoot running. You know, if you're if you go into one, if you go into basically one extreme, it can affect your biomechanics, and if you're not kind of eased into it, it can change the way that you run and lead to lead to injuries. I think it, it's the same for kind of max cushion shoes as it is for if you're going for the minimal shoes. So yeah. 
Mm. Probably somewhere in between is is where you start. And if you want to kind of graduate up, then do it slowly. I, I definitely think that race shoes, like calm plate race shoes and cushion shoes are very similar in the way that it, you, it's like princess in the pea, isn't it? If it doesn't completely work for you, you're not going to enjoy it. I was, I was talking to a guy the other day um, about, he was saying, I need to get a cushion shoe. He's fairly new to running. And I said, just get, just get the triumph, mate. It's like fantastic, really enjoyable, nice, solid shoe. You can, you just, slightly versatile and he got it and he just said i hate it absolutely hate it and he, <laughs> and he ended up getting a, a bondi hmm. um can't remember which one he got just because it, i think he just felt, felt the triumph was just too soft so bondi just worked for him it the bondi like, is not even really matched cushion it wasn't until quite recently the bondi and like yeah. you look at stack i think that's quite a normal cushion shoe but yeah. that kind of set the trend i suppose and now it is quite a big stack i think yeah so, so with the cushion shoes, the first one. I mean, Hoka was Matt's cushioning, right? That was their first. Yeah, I think it was Bondi, wasn't it? Bondi was the Clifton was first... second, was it? <clears throat> but Clifton, I always yeah. first. For, I first started reviewing shoes. Clifton, I always thought that's a big old shoe. That you know, it's quite light, but it's a big cushion shoe. And now it's, yeah, it's quite a quite a good daily trainer, well balanced. That <laughs> and it's if anything, yeah. it's got bigger. But I just don't view it in the same way at all anymore. Yeah. Whereas it, basically, when it comes to cushion shoes, I always think you you do need to try them on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit of a risk, isn't it? Especially with. You know, I would never say to somebody get the Nike Invincible Three if I didn't know the sort of runner yeah. that they were, because that's. So, I mean, it's a lovely shoe if you if you want that sort of thing. But <laughs> I'd, um, I'd never say to anyone to get it. I, I, I hate yeah. it. I always. I mean, get... if somebody said to me, "I want a really, really soft shoe for yeah. very comfortable runs, and that's all I want to do." I might go, well, "Okay, Invincible Three is probably going to be for you." If this guy I was speaking to was actually he wanted a shoe just to do his training in, and he said I want it quite cushioned. So I'd never say that because you know if he starts getting a bit faster and trying to do some intervals and stuff, he's going to buy another pair of shoes. Oh, I think also when it, the stack gets that big, you really definitely like times you've got to try them on because you've got to make sure it it works with your gait essentially because yeah. they've they've got they've got big heel bevels to make everything quite smooth and everything. But yeah, you might not. You just this might just be too big in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's let's talk a bit wider than specifics now. So we did this with Carbon Plate Shoes in uh, an earlier video where we talked about how it's going to be developing a couple of years or whatever. How do we think uh, car- cushion shoes are going to are going to be changing in, in in the near future? Mike, do you want to grab this one? I think I think we've already started to see it a little bit. I think some, and we've talked about some of the kind of what we class class as kind of traditional kind of cushion shoes have evolved to be very different things. I think I look at stuff like the Nimbus where. I think the version of this Nimbus is very different in terms of its use, in terms of what the previous Nimbus would be. And I think things in terms of what that kind of cushioning kind of delivers as well and what it offers, I think, you know, we've seen the kind of evolution of kind of stability shoes and how we're using kind of different ways of delivering that support and guidance for people. And I think, you know, look at things like the Saucony Tempest and shoes like that, that how that cushioning is going to be used and utilized and what it's going to be used for, I think is, it's going to be interesting and changing maybe how those lines were kind of viewed in the past. Yeah. The stability, I think is big. I think I've started to enjoy using stability shoes like the Carno and the Tempest, even though I am a neutral runner, just because just a little bit of support doesn't really take away anything from the ride, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I, what would you guys guess the max stack height we see, we see in the next uh, couple of years is for a, for a cushion shoe? <laughs> I, I I had a chat with, uh, well, I did a podcast with Kafuzi the other day, yeah. and we were chatting about this, and um, he he was talking about how, yes, the stack height is constantly getting bigger, but as he, he, as foams develop, you actually probably won't need as much stack height to get the same feeling that you get. Yeah, I won't stop them from- though. They'll keep adding it to them. 
<laughs> well, we were talking about getting a 90 millimeter shoe uh, at, at one point just to get more stack in. But uh, I, I reckon we'll go up to 65. Whoa. <laughs> and it'll be a ridiculous I, shoe, but it, nobody will ever race in that. that. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I think, you know, right, again, I'm sort of rattling on, but about the kind of studies in the science, and it's, it's kind of early days for some of that. I'd be interesting to keep an eye on how those bits of research kind of pan out with whether or not people we don't really know whether or not these shoes are going to lead to more or less injuries i don't think i think that's one to watch i'd, I'd I, say I there might be a, bit won't of a... be a difference will there it's like all the all the research it always just ends up with just get the one that feels nice yeah, i'm, I'm just they... taking that 70 millimeter shoe though <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i think there might there might even be a reaction to it so I, i'm kind of with Tom and Kafuzi on this, I think they might, yeah. If they can get the same performance out of a lower stack, then... It'll be the barefoot style backlash when everyone stopped using those shoes after a while. But I yeah. hope the future is the Super Blast style, yeah, which sure. is, look, we put loads <laughs> of stack on. It's really bouncy and fun. You can use it for anything. It only weighs 260 grams. Here you go. It He's is been very pounds. swayed by the Super Blast very quickly. Yeah, I know. I mean, I had little jogs around the house. but um, <laughs> I'm just like, It's so excited. It feels really nice. Well, I just feel like there'll be more of that. I think they might... Uh, you know, there'll be a little bit of the all-rounders will develop that, oh, actually, mm. you, know, this, you can use this for everything, but you just need the price to start coming down quite a bit. Unfortunately, mm. it seems the price is going to keep going the other way. All right, well, let's finish this off with a nice, easy question. What are our current favourite cushion shoes? Kieran, do you want to start us off? You can pick, we'll get one. You get to pick one. Okay, well, that's good because one of them was apparently unclassified according to Nick's classification. So <laughs> my three that I had written down. For me, I mean, it's pretty simple. I think it's... Well, two, Mac 5 on Cloud Monster, those two, my favourites. Versatile, nice amount of cushioning, balanced in terms of weight, can do everything. What did you pick in the video? Uh, oh, yeah, I can't remember now. I think I, think I might have said Speed <laughs> 3, but that's... No, that's, um, no you picked the Surfer, didn't you? Oh, Cloud Surfer. I do Cloud Surfer, yeah. Cloud Surfer's another great one. I mean, I've loved the Cloud Surfer more recently as well, yeah. Three so weeks later, those... you can't change two different picks. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, maybe I've gone back to put I was running in the Mac 5 a bit more recently to do those the head-to-heads, and that's... Uh, but yeah, yeah. All, the, all three of those are good. Well, I'm guessing Nick's going to pick Super Blast that he's walked to the fridge with. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm still, I'll stick to the Velocity Nitro 2. I won't go on about it because people get very angry when I do it. Oh, I'm deleting that out. I can't yeah. handle the comments. <laughs> Sorry I well, keep my... recommending a very cheap, good value <laughs> shoe. I don't want people so angry at me. Like, If I change my mind about what the best shoe was every week, that would be annoying. Like, oh, no. It's still really good. It's 50 quid now. Oh, shut up. <laughs> go on, Mike. I mean, I was, I mean, initially when we did the video, I, it, I thought it, well, I was going to say the Cloud Surfer, but for me, it's the Gel Nimbus um, mm. 25. Um it's a shoe I've just picked up, and if I want to go and run in it, I'll run in it. I know, you know, I can't necessarily do massively quick stuff in it, but I just know the upper is really comfortable, and that level of cushioning is just the right side of plus for me uh, in terms of where you get it. And it's just been a shoe that I still use on a regular basis now, and I'd be happy to use. So that's one that's kind of really stood out for me at the moment. Tom's a Kai Arno, we can move on. (laughs) (laughs) Might be, might be. Get in there. (laughs) Uh, I think I've, it's it's tricky. I I was, I told you about it, Nick, wasn't I, on a video when Mm. I was the Suckling Triumph 20, was it 20? Oh yeah, you were, yeah, you were, 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 and the Socony Triumph 21, because I don't use them for the same reason. So that's where it starts to get murky with cushion shoes, because yeah. basically I have two of them now. <laughs> well, you do. Never <laughs> yeah. else does it. That's all, that's all I want to wear, especially now I'm running 30-minute 5Ks. Um, <laughs> right, all right then. Lovely stuff. Cheers, guys. Wow, wow, wow.
All right, do you want to do one more um, marathon? Do Fine. I? Got to find one we haven't done before. I'll, I'll finish it too. Oh, I see. It's the running shoe quiz. Pippa Middleton. Oh. Pippa Middleton. I haven't heard that name she in years. Pre, pre or post recent, big wedding. <laughs> pre or post big wedding. Oh, the 2015 Safaricom Lua Marathon in Kenya. Oh, well, that's oh, a hard the one. one that, I've run that. Yeah, that's the yeah. one I did around there, didn't it? For running with the Kenyans. And she did the Great Wall Marathon the year after. She yeah, so that, that Safaricom, it's hot and it's hilly and it's off-road. I've done it. That's That'll be slow. She's going to have, I reckon, five hours. Um, I will say 5.15. I'm going to go 4.51. 3.56.33. She's fast. Ooh, that's, that's a good a run on that yeah. course. That is yeah. a hard course. Very interesting. Okay, uh, and finally, Sean Puffy Coombs. I've added the Puffy. I'm assuming he's still called Puffy Coombs. I don't know. Goes by many names. This Papa Diddy Pop. Uh, this was uh, New York Marathon in 2003. What his one goal was apparently to beat Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Good. Good to go in with a target. Amazing. <laughs> and I can tell Amazing. you, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey got four hours twenty nine twenty. I reckon he did four hours, 30, 20. I reckon he did four hours, <laughs> 29, 80. He, <laughs> he kicked Oprah on the line. Four, four, yeah. <laughs> four, 15. Ooh, four, 14, 54. Oh, 4.14.54. There we go. Absolute loser, Nick. Not getting anything. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's it for uh, marathon quizzes. Uh, so what have we got coming up on the channel in the next month or so. We've got lots of roundups, haven't we? Running lots watches. Running watches is happening. Now Head- we've got we've got headphones. these new garments out of the way. <laughs> Running headphones. headphones. Yeah. We've got, we've got, we've got, got delay headphones. I've just tested you. I've got, I've got the list. Got, we've got these new shocks yeah, in, which are interesting. Or definitely oh, yeah. a big deal. Shocks well, we talk, we were talking about the new shocks headphones in other videos anyway, for sure. And a lot of super trainer chat as well. I'd like to get to a roundup to that at some point if I can get some testing done. Mm. I've got cushion shoes coming up. Caps. The big caps, well. caps. I'm doing caps as well. Oh yeah, finally mm-hmm. caps. And then are we didn't Garmin roundup. Uh, it's coming at some point. <laughs> One of us will do. It. You can't, you can't <laughs> base any more Garmin for a while, can you? Well, it's every time I think about doing it, I, they release more Garmin. <laughs> I, I'm a bit worried that they haven't updated the um, the cheaper end of the range in a while, and I, uh, and that's the end that's in the video is going to be very similar to last year. So I was hoping that they might do something, but. I don't know, a bit of a quandary, isn't it? It's a bit of a quandary. I think I might give it till next month. We'll talk about it again on next month's pod. Got a very exciting podcast coming up, haven't we, Tom, that I've insisted you let me do? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to mention one that is in case it's complete nonsense and I never That's use it. Pretty high chance we don't use it. How does it work? Go on then, go on then. If I have my brothers, we'll be doing a podcast where we compare super shoes to a bunch of different characters from Mario Kart <laughs> to get you a full grid. Yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Right, okay. Uh, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at team at theruntesters.com, uh, at the Runtesters on Instagram, or the Runtesters on YouTube. We'll catch you next time. Bye. That's it from us this month. Thanks a lot for listening. Don't forget to give us a subscribe on the podcast provider of your choice and leave us a nice rating if you enjoyed that episode. We've also got loads more stuff on the channel, so head over there if you want to find out about all the latest stuff that we've been testing. Thanks a lot for listening. Catch you next time. This episode of the podcast was presented by Tom Wheatley, Nick Harris-Fry, Mike Saw, and Kieran Alger. 
The podcast was produced by Tom Wheatley. The music was by Fear of Tigers.